everybody. Welcome to episode 419 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you're sitting at home jamming some arena or you're sitting on your couch with your phone in your hand playing it on your Android oh, device. In which case, I'm Maria, one of your hosts, by the way. I am so jealous of you. In which case, I am Megan, one of your hosts. I'm only Megan if you're playing this on Android right now. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. This podcast on Android? Android or the, if the you're game. playing arena on Android, I am Megan. What if, if you're not? If you are not playing arena on Android, you can call me Billy Joel. <laughs> wow, Billy Joel's here, the piano man himself. That's right. Uh, well, can I make a request? Oh, sure. I want to hear the song, like the industrial song where, <laughs> what's it called? Allentown. That's the one I want to hear. Oh, you, okay. I'll play That's it. my favorite Billy Joel song. <laughs> I'll play it for you later when I sit down at my... Piano. All right, fine. <laughs> I might be one. I might be the only person who would ever say that is their really favorite. Really, Joel Allentown. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> on today's episode, which by the way is happening on February first. Yeah. Happy February. Do you know what that means, Megan? Tomorrow is Groundhog's Day. That's accurate. But you know what else it means? What does it mean? It's time to flip the the month on our magic player swimsuit calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who's next? All right. So um, here we go for February. None other than Gabe Nassif. <laughs> Looking good, buddy. <laughs> I decided to surprise yep. Megan with this on the show today. <laughs> yep, you really you, did. you know what? I have to say, I like his pose. You, can, If you're listening to this, I'm sorry you're missing a half yeah. of the joy here. But he is holding out his hand like he's going to shake your hand before a round. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. You're going to go to time and Gabe's going to win anyway. <laughs> well, there you go. Available on that Etsy for 10 bucks. Donations. Donations. Whatever. Goes to Trevor Project. Yes. Anyway, so great you cause. you can pick one up if you do. <laughs> would like to turn from January to February and see Gabe Nassif. On this week's episode, we are talking about Kaldheim Limited. That's right. I cannot stop playing Kaldheim oh, Limited. It is very addictive. And so we are going to talk all about it what cards we think yep. are overperforming what cards we think are underperforming and spoiler alert maria and i have some hot <laughs> differences of opinion on this yeah and i think this is really i think a lot of people will be experiencing this in your own play groups amongst your own friends yeah. whatever because call time we said it on the episode last week with judge rob check it out if you haven't by the way that call time has the most rules text of any set ever yeah. in the history of Magic the Gathering. But before we get started, we have people to thank. First and foremost amongst them are our patrons. Thank you so much if you are a patron of the show. Shout out to Shane and to Patrick Yay. who have become patrons since the last episode. Actually, Patrick was a little bit farther back and I, I missed them. Uh, so sorry about that. But sorry, Patrick. Thank you both so much for becoming patrons. It means the world to us. It truly does. Um, any dollar amount that you can chip in puts us that much closer to being not worried all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to put it, but it is accurate. That's uh, uh, just how I feel constantly. <laughs> so there you go. Patreon.com slash GLH of Magic is the link to go to to do. It takes a couple of minutes. If you get anything out of the show at all, any week you listen, if you're like, oh, look at this. Every time you refresh your podcast feed, you're like, there's good luck. High five. That puts a spring in my step. That's a good sign that maybe you should become a patron and support the things you care about for as little as a buck a month gets you in as a patron five bucks gets you in at squirrel level access to the discord all that good stuff yeah speaking of springs in your steps yes uh the thing that puts a spring in my step is card kingdom the thing that puts a spring in my step is my air jordans and card kingdom <laughs> yes but maria unfortunately air jordans are not sponsor of the show ah uh, well wow do i wish they were <laughs> I've never actually had a pair, but do you remember back in the day, like you pressed the tongue and it like pumped up and like pushed yes, the air into obviously them? Obviously, I remember that. It was like an iconic part of Air Jordan. Do you think that like that actually did anything? Yeah. <laughs> You're ta you don't the think science of Air Jordan. Nike wouldn't go around with a placebo effect pump tongue. I don't know. 
a placebo effect pump tongue. You're only going to hear that on one podcast. And, and that's that is this, this one. one. Thank you, Card Kingdom, for sponsoring a podcast that would say such a phrase in a show about Magic the Gathering. <laughs> uh, for all of your awesome magical needs, Card Kingdom is there. Get your box of call time. Get yourself some pre-release packs. Open them up. Play them on Spell Table with your friends. Or you can also just open them, crack them, build them in Arena if you've got the rares. And then yeah. battle digitally on Arena. That's Which another way to play. Yeah, absolutely. Super good time. Go to cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. That's the affiliate link to, to use if you want them to know that we sent you very fast shipping, awesome articles, really cool stuff for beginners. They're like their battle decks, all yeah. that kind of stuff. And all the call time stuff, your little metal heart desires. <laughs> if you're a robot listening to this, <laughs> I meant you. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Coldheim Limited. Wow, Maria, I cannot stop playing. I mean, I think I've done more drafts of Coldheim than I have any new set. Yeah. Let's come out. Oh, I don't know, because I do love drafting, and I did draft a lot of Zendikar, but I think I've maybe drafted more back-to-back-to-back Coldheims. Yes, yeah, like more right up here at the top of the brand new format. Like I end a draft, and then I just immediately get to a new one. Yeah, normally when we do our first episode after a new set comes out, we're talking about our sealed deck and what we ha- what we did at the pre-release, that kind of thing. Yeah. This time around, I think we're going to focus more on draft just because fewer people are having that in-store, yeah. uh, in-person pre-release experience. And, and maybe you've done a little sealed. I did once. On I did once. I also did once. Yeah. And you know what? It was fun, but I don't remember anything about it because it draft so long memories ago. <laughs> have piled on top of it. There's just been way too much draft exactly. happening. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think the big takeaways, let's talk about overall concepts for call time draft for me the biggest takeaway was one that i discovered after i had been we'd streamed the pre pre pre-release whatever you want to call it early access streamer event on wednesday and i went i was i was at home and i'm like why did that feel so weird to me and the answer was because i couldn't fully get a grip on the format when i was streaming it for the first time normally i feel pretty okay even though it is a new format you know you're still going to do stuff wrong that stream i did way more wrong than i normally do and i felt kind of like a little bit down about i'm like i made so many mistakes and then i was like well it's because this set is literally the most complicated magic set that we've got aside from a master set or whatever that they printed. Yeah. And you're going to have those kind of moments too. It's a very complicated set. There's a lot of rules text. I still miss things when I'm playing and I'm a sloppy player. I admit it. (laughs) If you watch me stream, you know, that's true. Yeah. But like, this is like above and beyond (laughs) the sloppiness. I feel like I've had the opposite reaction to call time because for me, I think having so much going on, has like dialed me into oh, so it more. So you're just like laser. Exactly. And for all of like the amount of rules text on it, I feel like, right, you can talk about the amount of text on cards, mm-hmm. but I still think that for the most part, they boil down really easy. Like they boil down in such a nice way that you don't have to remember all of the text on a card. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I, I yeah, think that sounds yeah, weird. No, I know what you're saying. I know right, what you're saying. I'm thinking of like Glimpse the Cosmos. Sure. Which is a card that, right, you just like look at the top three, put one in your hand, put the rest on the bottom of your library. Yep. And it says that if you have, have a, a giant. giant, then you can cast it once from your graveyard for a single blue and it, then it goes into exile. Giant flashback. And it takes a ton of text to get there, right? But at the at the bottom of all of that text is like a very simple core concept, which is, hey, I'm going to be able to use this again if I have a giant. Yeah. And so I feel like, I guess for me, as much as, it's it does have a lot of text once i've played it a couple of times like glimpse of cosmos i don't have to think about that card i see it in the draft and i'm like do i have giants and i want this card or do i not have any giants and i'm like medium on it and i'm gonna see if there's something better yeah i mean i don't know it's just i've just never felt like this at the start of a set before yeah (laughs) (laughs) and we were talking about this earlier where i feel like usually i take the beginning of a draft format yeah and i just mean like i will like there were times in akoria and i think in zendikar too that i literally o3'd yeah multiple times yes just bombed hard (laughs) and this this one i think that of the drafts that i've done i have more often than not reached seven wins unbelievable because i'm having the exact opposite experience normally at the beginning of a format i'm crushing because i have all this magic 
you know, whatever back knowledge from all of these other sets was applicable. And so if you're a more experienced player, when you start off playing a set, you'll probably do better than most people who are just new, newer to the game because you have those core concepts, right? Well, this time around, <laughs> no, those core concepts are not helping me yeah. at all. I am not doing, I have not reached seven wins. I have not reached a three Oh, I have played both traditional and quick draft, not quick draft. What is it called? Premium premium draft no premium draft is you're thinking traditional what, draft what's the best of one called premium premium yeah so i played both premium and traditional i was like well let's try them both get see if that's some kind of magic that i'm not paying attention to no no good two one two one two one four three four three four three five four whatever never ever any better i had maybe one deck that i talked to megan about that i thought could have gotten there which was a blue white uh, deck with Nico in it. Ooh. It was very cool. Nice. Um, but all of the rest of my decks felt like there was no hope of reaching any of those number of wins. And I tried everything. I tried <laughs> aggro. I tried control. I tried five color garbage pile. <laughs> oh, yeah. Five color garbage pile. Um, yeah. That's... And I just, I'm just I'm like, what is happening here? I feel, okay, I feel I'm not alone in this. So, because I feel yeah. a lot of people are having this reaction. One I know is Marshall Sutcliffe, who I talked to about this on his stream. I'm like, Marshall, what's happening? He's like, yes, this feels like a cube. That's what he said. Okay. Feels like a cube. And um, I kind of, I kind of have that feeling too. I literally opened a draft and now I'm so confused that I'm like, I thought I knew what the world was about, but I don't know what I'm supposed to pick. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, oh man, I don't know. I feel like kind of like cube. I mean, for me, sometimes the answer is just like, I don't know, take take good cards. <laughs> I mean, that's what I, I tried it. I tried it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay, here's here's also, uh, let me pitch you this. Okay. Um, it doesn't feel like a core concepts applicable draft necessarily because there are some very non-core concepts like you need to pick a basic land sometimes yeah for sure absolutely um snowlands i like here's my pack question one, for people one. out there i have not i have not taken a snowland pack one pick one yet but like what's the highest that you've taken a non-dual snowland Ooh, non -dual. i'm just talking i'm just talking for sure snow covered island baby i believe pack one pick one is an appropriate place to take a snow basic oh, yeah Absolutely. I, I do. And I know it has to be. I mean, the rare has to be bad. And the uncommons yes, also have to be yeah, bad. Right. They have to be like, whatever. You're not excited by them. Yeah. And I think it's totally defensible to take there. And that's for one reason, like the snow deck. We yeah. can we can talk about like deck Ugh. deck concepts. Already my favorite thing to draft. The snow deck I is love everybody's snow. favorite thing to draft right now. It is so cool, and the oh. payoffs are huge. So good. So the thing is that everybody wants it, so you might not always get it. Very true. Because it's very popular. And if you're gonna get it, you need to be picking those snowlands yes, high. And we were talking about this. You are like, hear me out, everybody. <laughs> you need to play duels. Where you're only oh, yeah. one of the colors. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like that's the thing you're going to do. Yeah. Not I all the time. Maybe not in an aggro deck, but like if you're trying to play a snow deck, I, in every snow deck, if it's like, if that duel is one of my colors, I'm like, yep, get in get there. In, get in. <laughs> absolutely. Because you need it for your trolls. Those yeah. trolls need to snow to activate. Oh yeah, they do. And those hailstorm Valkyries. Yeah. You got to pump that little birdie. They need to. You need your snows. You've got, uh, if you want to play Icy Manipulator, congratulations, you can in this format if you're playing oh, a snow deck. It's what is great. it called? Ice Pillar of Doom? I don't know what it is, but. <laughs> I think it might just be Ice Pillar. <laughs> I went for the but you just added the of Doom. <laughs> well, the first time I played against it, I had actually never seen that card. I did not know, I did not know it was in the set. And then somebody <laughs> played it and I was like, oh, Icy Manipulator is in this set. Well, that's, yeah. that's a busted card, as we all know from it Dominaria. Is. It is quite Quite good. Um. <laughs> oh man, the little uh, like I love all of the lands. Um, not lands like frost auger. Oh, um, frost auger is great. Which is the one where you like pay snow Animate. and tap. No, you're thinking of avalanche collar. Oh yeah, avalanche collar. Oh, also great. Also great. Make oh, a four four with your snow burb. land. The little, little ice burb. Ice burb. Loot oh. and loot. There's so many cheap way, like so many cheap creatures that have a great snow activation. Yeah. Mm, that I ice hide them. what's it called ice hide giant is that the name of that ice hide troll, troll? um i have it in here we're gonna talk about it later okay we'll we'll save it then but yeah, yeah the snow deck is one of the most popular decks you can draft in the format mm -hmm. um and you can do some totally wild things with it especially if you have the card mm, what am i thinking of path to the 
whatever one in a green enchantment that allows you to play Wooberg twice and activate to draw two cards gain two life deal two to your opponent whatever i'm seeing that left and right because people are want to do the most degenerate thing possible which this card signifies (laughs) (laughs) and it's just a fine card to have in your snow deck anyway because it fetches you your your snows that you need um what was i gonna say yeah so the snow deck number one um i think the overall consensus at least at this point in the draft is that the format is slow and grindy Yes. However, you can get aggroed out. Aggro decks do exist and they are extremely powerful if you can put them together correctly. Yes. But I would say probably the majority of the time is going to be a slower, grandier match. Yes. Um, I would say for the most part, like getting aggroed out happens once in a blue moon. Yeah. I mean, not once in a blue moon, but like, right. If I'm playing a a premium draft and I'm playing, you know, if I go 7-2, I played nine games. You played one aggro deck or whatever. I got aggroed out once. Yeah. And then I beat at least one other aggro deck that tried to do it but couldn't yeah. get there. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, that's, I think, the, the fallback is if the aggro deck, it has, if you're playing against a lot of slow grindy decks, if you falter, yeah, you, won't, just gonna. you won't get there. Yeah. Whereas some formats are a little bit more forgiving to aggro decks than that, that you, if you hit the wall, oh, there's some ways around it, which there are, of course, ways around it in call time, too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that, there's more setbacks to doing it. However, if you do get it, you will probably get seven wins because you can just smash everybody who's just messing around. Yes. <laughs> Everyone who's just messing around. Who's just going down to fun yeah. town. Although we will talk about some cards that I think put the brakes on real oh, well. All right. All right. Okay. And uh, we'll talk about things. some aggressive cards as well, if yeah. that's your jam and you want to do it today. Actually, this morning morning i got destroyed by red black aggro uh using draugr's helmet to give things menace Ooh. um which was really good those cards i do like those artifacts yes those artifact equipments that you can I pay agree. to make the creature to put them on yep they are for the most part just like quite nice excellent <laughs> and like i was being slow and derpy and so i couldn't like get enough creatures down to block forever and they were like i don't care i'm just gonna play garbage off the top of my yeah. deck and it gets plus two plus two in menace like <laughs> i will also say i've really enjoyed like one of my other like a lot of my best decks have been snow yeah um i like icebreaker kraken is my best buddy keep oh, opening that rare the kraken <laughs> comes for megan yes the kraken comes for me um I've now made it in multiple, like gotten it in multiple drafts and I'm just wow. like, yeah, we're going to do this. I haven't seen a Kraken yet. Ooh, and I've told you this, but I, I had a deck. This was so degenerate, but I had <laughs> Maureen of the Frost, which is the changeling that copies yeah. something uh-huh. and it costs five mana, no matter what, like it's oh, just a yeah. five mana spell. Yeah. So I would play the Kraken, you know, for eight or whatever, eight or seven or eight. Something like that. Have this Kraken that taps everything down. And then you play Maureen of the Frost, copy the Kraken. And then it like taps everything down again. And then the Kraken has an ability where you can return three Snowlands to your hand and put it, put the Kraken back in your hand. So you do that with the copied Morit. And then you just cast it again for, for five, five because you had five lands. Beautiful. It's so good. And Call Time is full of these stories because of the fact that there's so many interesting, like complicated things you can do. Like people are like, hey, play the bounce card because what you want to do is bounce your saga before it goes to the graveyard. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Nobody's Ugh. ever. I mean, like, that's just not a thing that's been in other formats. So cool. Speaking of oh, sagas, I was there's say a billion. My, uh, yeah. My other best decks have been I've had some really good green black decks of all sure. things yeah were you doing elves or were you just doing whatever just doing green black mess around <laughs> the number one archetype yes the number one archetype of green black green black mess around yeah. man like yeah. just kind of do some do some stuff mm-hmm. just um, do it and playing some creatures clone some stuff exactly value so should we get in here and talk about some of our overperformers? <sighs> yeah overperforming cards okay yeah. so we'll start it off with white white the everyone's favorite color <laughs> Everyone's Jake. thrilled about white. Um, what I wanted to say about this card, which is very unexciting, but whatever, is God's Hall Guardian. This is a 3-6 kitty cat with vigilance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that we've got to say, it has Fortel on it. Yeah. So you can play Three it for white. F- four mana mm-hmm. um, with Fortel. And Fortel as a mechanic... Oh my god, I love Go it. Go for it. It's so good. <laughs> I was like, Thank I'm just going to so leave this space for Megan <laughs> to talk about Fortel. I love Fortel. Yeah. It's so good. It is an excellent mechanic. It is, like, I I, uh, I can't say enough good things about it. Like, I can't even properly express how much I love Fortel because yeah. I think that it is such 
such a smart mechanic. And talk about explosive turns that Fortel gives you. Exactly. Right? Like, people can... You can take some time, right? Like, I think my favorite turns are ones where it's like, on two, you foretell something. You're not even going to cast it on three. Like, nope. you're not even going to cast it on four. Nope. Like, maybe on four, you foretell something else. But then you get around to, like, turn six, and you can all of a sudden just go wild. Yeah. Um, I think that it is... Or, like, times when you keep... So many times, I've kept a hand with two lands and, like, a Sorolf's packmate. Yep. Or um, the... Great. The blue man, the blue draw one that has foretell. Yep. Because they foretell for two. And so you're like, do you know what? If something really bad happens, I foretell this on two. I draw cast it on three yep. and hopefully draw a card. Yeah. Um, and draw the land that I need. It's like, oh, stuff like that. Like, those ones are especially the ones that I think, to me, signal how smart it is because you end up with fewer non-games of magic. Right, Exactly. Which oh. is something that they've been attempting to do with mechanics in all of their latest sets, and Fortel is a huge home run on that. I need to take a breath because I feel like I just talked about Fortel without breathing because that's how much I needed to say. I was just like, <gasps> Fortel, Fortel, So what we're saying is, any card with Fortel, so good, is how many points better? It's like it just bumps it up three out of ten. I mean, seriously, it's honestly, and that's what I wanted to say. This is a three, six with vigilance. It normally costs six mana. And I'm sitting, sitting here being like, you can play this cat. Yes. When normally you would play be like, day, I don't want this cat. This yes. cat is garbage. Throw in the trash, flush it down the toilet. No. Yeah. I, I was skeptical when you put this on the list, but I think that you're actually, you're completely right. This is what I want to say about it. Because it takes yeah. it from being a card that you would never play. Never. To, I will absolutely put this yeah. in my deck. Kitty cat. And guess what? Blocks everything for the it entire does. existence. Yes. For days. Um, that, that, which I also wanted to put it on here to mention the fact that the three six is bigger than you even need because I think the number that is important in call time is four. Yes. Which is absolutely. the number we talk about, which if you want to kill something, if you want to be able to attack profitably, if you want to be able to block profitably, is you need to know the quote unquote magic number, which is which number will get you through. That number is four. four. Just FYI. Yeah. Uh, the other white card I put on here was a Doomscar Oracle, which also yeah. has Fortell. And it's cheap Fortell. It's one white mana. Yeah. And you also gain two life when you cast your second spell every turn, which mm -hmm. um, if you're playing long grindy games, this will get you out of the range of aggro. And it just is like another, once again, an example of a creature that normally I'm not interested in playing, but because of Fortell, because of the cheap cost and because it Ooh. will save me. And when you ca cast this for one white mana... You feel so good. You're like one white mana for this friggin' three two. And the thing is, is that like on turn four, you can cast this and then immediately cast yep. something else, and you're already Boom. gaining life Gain off two of life. it. Yep. And it's yeah. Yeah. Ooh, so it's there you go. So good. <laughs> um, I had Starnheim Courser on Ooh, here. Tell me more. This is just the little two and a white for a two two flying artifact and enchantment spells. You cast cost one less to cast. Yeah. And you know. You, Sometimes you're skeptical of a 2-2 two, two flyer, right? Like, you like them to be two threes or three twos to maybe block a little better or mm -hmm. get through a little better. But this guy's just, like, totally serviceable. And if you're playing, like, blue-white, which has, you know, it has, like, Mists of Litjara. Sure. Um, and it has some some sagas and stuff. Nico's sagas. Yeah, That's what Nico's I've been calling sagas. them. I don't know what they're called. Um, yeah, right? Like... It just like the text on it is not irrelevant. I've number of times I've put this horse in my deck, which this is a Pegasus and not an angel, which annoys me. <laughs> uh, I did have an angel deck once yes. and I was like, why are you why just are a Pegasus? You, why are you just a Pegasus? Because you don't want a 2 2 angel. Okay, hold on one second. You've heard me make this argument on the show before, but just in case I need to refresh your memory. Okay. I want to play creatures that are creature types that are normally big, like angels, like giants, and I want them to be small. Yeah. And I want them to just be like, have it be a baby. I don't care. Have we, it be. Have it, we have smaller giants this time yes, around. That makes me very happy. <laughs> I was going to say that too. Like I have it be baby angel. Have it be angel in training. Have it be what I don't care. Yeah. But because it's a tribal set. I want a tribal deck in standard. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to get off my soapbox now, but, but wizards, no, come on, man. That's a great point. All right. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so usually I'd be a little skeptical, but like, you know, just play this thing. It flies. <laughs> and I've been shocked. What I was going to say, I've been shocked when I looked down at my hand and I'm like, oh, yeah, now my sagas are cheaper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's a legit. It is not. I feel like there are sets where that additional text on that card doesn't really matter. Yeah, You're like, for whatever. Sure. I'm never doesn't casting yeah. an artifact or an enchantment. And in this set, you are. Yeah, totally. Um, And then my other one was Iron Verdict. Yeah. This card, again, it's the foretell. You foretell it, one and it just mana. sits there for forever until you want to cast it for one white 
mana and it reaches that magic number which you're talking yep. about is four it deals five damage to target tapped creature it's an instant so you don't have to be dealt damage by it you can do it while it's attacking um you can like it's great you can wait and do it on your turn like in case you needed to for some reason you want to cast your second spell in a turn or something like that sure um again i think it's just that one white the one white Plus five damage just really sells me on this card. Let me tell you how it many is a times nice little package. I'm sure that my opponent has this card over in their foretell zone. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, and you're like, ah, am I supposed to attack? You're just going to iron verdict me. Yeah. yeah and you don't want to do it. And it's annoying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, great. Yeah. I just like it. You know, usually like that tapped, that white spell that does damage or kills a tapped creature is touch and go depending on its text. Yeah. And I think in this case, it's a good one. Well, it's five instead of what it's normally is four, right? Four, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Augury Raven is what I put on here for blue. Oh. Um, because you've got you've got a three, three for two mana, and it's a flyer. Yes. I think that the reason I put it on here is because normally when it reminds me of Saroff's pack mate, which is better than this. But yeah. um, when I whenever I see this played against me, I'm like, oh, it's so it's so annoying. Now I have to deal with a three, you three flyer for two. You have to deal with it. Yep, I gotta kill it, I guess. You have to. Because what am I gonna do? I um, if in order to have a blocker to yes. block this is gonna be until I have four and mana. And they played it on turn three, which is yeah. so rude. Just quite annoying, little bird. Very rude. Speaking of annoying birds, Ooh, this one for sure. Mistwalker. Yeah, hundred percent. Love Mistwalker. Really good. It does everything you want. It blo- like a one four in this format. That's a it's a big butt. Big butt. This is a big butted bird. <laughs> <laughs> I love a bird with a big butt. Right. There are times when like, especially if someone's trying to aggro you out, they play one of those two ones, like the two one dwarf that makes more dwarves as its boast. Yeah. And you're like, okay, lol, here's a one for. And then you can kill them with it as the game progresses. Exactly. Later on, it pumps. Oh, great. And it's a shapeshifter. Like, it's just all bonus on this. All on this burb. bonus. Unsurprisingly, I have a lot of blue cards. <laughs> I found one. Megan you found, found one. Three. I found three. <laughs> Bergstrider. Oh, baby. oh yeah, I hate I hate this card because it's only ever played Love against me. me. I can never get in a draft. Love me a Berg Strider. Strider. Um, four four for four and a blue. Uh, snow creature, giant wizard. And if you paid snow in its mana cost, you get to tap something and it doesn't untap. This is a Frost Links on steroids. Yes, it's a four four, which is a big boy, <laughs> big beefy boy. It's a big guy who comes down and just like. It taps no matter what, but yep. it freeze taps if you paid snow, um, which hopefully if you're playing this card, you have at least some access to snow mana. And like it deals with it for one turn. And then you also, you have right four, by four. the time, yeah, by the time they're ready to attack again, your mana is all untapped and yeah. you're going to have other stuff to do. Bergstrider. And then behold the multiverse, which is the draw spell oh, yes. I talked about Very earlier. Good. The fact that you can foretell this on two and then just cast it later, so you're not taking a full turn later in the game. Yeah. Like the fact that you don't have to spend your turn four casting this, you can turn you can spend part of turn six. Right. Or something like that, I think just makes this like two mana for this effect is so good. Then you rebuy it with Nico's whatever. It's true. Nico's whatever. <laughs> Which Classic is Nico's whatever Now target. the name of that saga. <laughs> Nico's whatever. It's, oh, and it scries two and draws two cards. <laughs> Megan's so new good. treasure cruise, everybody. I, <laughs> I really the love Behold the Multiverse. <laughs> I think it is excellent. It's really good. When my opponent casts this, I'm so sad. I'm like, no! I wish that was me! <laughs> now, I, meant, I said I'd mention some aggressive cards, and here's one yeah. I wanted to point out with, um, I think you can probably play this in a Green Black Elves deck, too, and feel pretty okay with it. Um, Death, what's it called? Death, Death Nell. Death Nell Berserker, which is a 2-2. When it dies, if its power was 3 or greater, create a 2-2 Black Zombie Berserker creature token. So, a few things care about Berserkers, but um, yeah. what what I was going to say about this is it's, it's easier than I expected for this to have greater than two power yeah. in your deck if you're building it right. Like you've got um, all of the little runes, the death touch rune or the haste rune or whatever you can put on this. Mm-hmm. Or you can put the the wings artifact, which I'm going to mention later for other reasons, onto this thing. And then boom, when it dies or trades in combat, you don't really care because you get it back essentially. Yeah. Um, so I just want to point out this little fellow if you want to be swinging for the fences. Yeah. 
Speaking I also, of. yeah, Infernal Pet, another aggressive card that uh, gets plus one, plus one in flying uh, when you cast your second spell every turn. So I've uh, only... You put a plus one, plus one counter yes, on it. Yes, yes, yes. A plus Even one, plus better. one counter. If this was just plus one, plus one, I'd be kind of yeah. like, whatever. But this one um, is like, you have to be a little bit afraid of this. <laughs> Late in the game, you don't have to be afraid of this card. But yeah. like I said, if you're playing an aggressive deck or whatever, and you want some three drops, this will get big and might kill them. <laughs> and yeah. it's cute. And it is cute and a little spooky. Very spooky. He eat that fairy. He eat fairy. Um, unsurprisingly, I chose some black <laughs> cards that are for other decks. <laughs> um, I think Skull Raid is excellent. You do not like Skull I Raid. I mean, I think it's fine. Okay. You think it's fine. I, Maybe excellent is a step too far, but I think this card is like quite good. Here's my problem with it is that I th everyone is like, this card is good. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I will play this card. <laughs> And then I play this card and I lose anyway. Oh, That's why I'm, I'm sad sorry. about it. It's, I think that it is, right? Like the problem with playing stuff like Mind Rot is like, what if you draw it late and they don't even have any cards? Right. That This gets around that. It just sucks. Yeah. And this gets around that where you draw the difference. Yeah. Like, oh, some of the best ones are like they discard their last card and you draw a card. So like that yeah, moment. For sure. And if it happens to you, you're just like rip me <laughs> <laughs> well and i think particularly because this format is slower and bomb oriented and yes. whatever skull raid becomes even better than it would yes and it is like i love that it's a legitimate decision sometimes to be like if they've been basically playing about on curve and they only have two cards left you're like should i cast <laughs> this right now because i think that i'm going to i'm going to swipe two spells from their hand yeah um, should I wait a turn and just uh, like be like play your second to last thing and see what happens and then like because I really want to draw one oh so good I really like it skull raid <laughs> skull raid um, wither crown I did not expect this card to be ev playable this card did kill me in a game I will say that I did like it's one in a black for an enchantment aura enchant creature enchanted creature has base power zero and has at the beginning of your upkeep you lose one life unless you sacrifice this creature you're like Maria why didn't you sacrifice your creature the answer is because I held on to that creature for a long time <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's how it did it and that's the thing is like I I really like it because a lot of the times it is just a straight up removal spell. Mm -hmm. And you can say like, hey, it is putting the decision in your opponent's hands. Yep. Right. Like they are the ones who get to decide, which you don't always want to give them the power for that. But it is like I thought it was basically unplayable. And I just stuck it in a deck where I just didn't quite have enough removal in it that sure. I, I felt like. And the first time I cast it and they just like sacrificed it immediately. And I was like. Oh, never mind. Party on, guys. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, eventually they will have to if your deck is slow enough mm -hmm. or they're going to die to it. Like the only thing it doesn't really work on is if they have stuff that has like solid activated abilities. Like then it is a bummer, right? They're probably going to keep it around and they're going to get value off a card that you actually just wanted to hard remove. Yeah, that's the deal. What happened with me? It was on the my three three that you can boast to get back cards from your graveyard. Yeah, and so I just kept getting stuff back and left it around. But eventually, I d I died. Story of my life. Called yeah. on. I died anyway. That's um, the tagline. Point is, I'm not saying it's excellent, but I think that it is like surprisingly playable. Ooh. This is my take on Wither Ground. I love this next one. Oh, Priest of the Haunted Edge. This card is. So good. That edge is haunted. That edge is real haunted. <laughs> uh, one in a black for a snow creature, a zombie cleric, zero four. Uh, tap, sacrifice, priest of the haunted edge. Target creature gets minus X, minus X until end of turn, where X is the number of snowlands you control. Activate only only anytime you can activate a sorcery. Just, it kills a lot. It kills a lot. Yeah. It blocked real good. It kill. It block real good and then it kill. I played against somebody who was rebuying this card. Yep. How do you think that made me feel? <laughs> bad. Maria, my guess is bad. They could minus six, minus six, turn and turn again. Story of my life. It's so good. And then good. I died. <laughs> and then I died And anyway. then you died, right? <laughs> yep. Like, uh, I've had people straight up use a, a card that you're about to talk about, yep. Demon Bolt, on this. On this, yeah. Because they want to get rid of it and they're like, ah, get it out of here. <laughs> Demon Bolt, everybody. I'm sure you know by now that this is widely regarded as the best common in call time for good reason. Yeah. Single red mana, if you foretell it, to oh. do four damage, which, as we said, is the magic number. Instant kills, speed. Kills 
I don't want to say what 80 plus percent of the so creatures of the in the set, probably more than that. Um, yeah. Basically anything. Basically you want all. To call. Basically all. Foretell it. It's cheap. Uh, yeah. Very good removal. Frostbite also at common in the set. FYI. Yeah. Yeah. Frostbite was the other one I had. Yep. I will say that the only thing that makes me tentative is that I do only like red is. You just don't want to play red. Right. Like sometimes it's good, but sometimes it it not <laughs> another card people are have been talking about nonstop is run amok which is interesting to me because this card has you know this in this case it's plus three plus three for one and a red target attacking creature gains this and trample until end of turn yeah um been talking about it as an excellent red removal spell well you need to have be, beware you need to have the right kind of deck to yeah. play this you got to be attacking or else it's not going to do anything for you ever yep <laughs> and arena will be like do you want to play this on your opponent's creature and you're like bite me <laughs> <laughs> frost bite me okay arena um but if you are red and if you are remotely aggressive you want to play run amok it'll be very good for you yeah just fyi for sure uh green yeah what another just one of the top comments. Sorrel's pack mate. So good. Get real. This card's so absurd. Nut or butters. Yes. Um, the first time that someone cat like foretold this You're and like, cast what? it on three, I was like, excuse, excuse me? you. You're playing a three-three and drawing a card on turn on three. Turn three? Like, who do you think, think you are? are? <laughs> <laughs> This what are you, is, some kind of god of magic is, that that's your turn? This is a turn? classic, what is this card? Like, you're telling me yeah. that on turn three, I can play a 3-3 three, three and draw a card. What is this card? two mana. Two mana? Two mana. So, again, you can keep a hand that has two lands in this. Yep. And do you know what? It's probably going to work out for you, buddy, because you got up. a little bit of time, because you have a 3-3. Three, three. Yeah, this card is completely... I don't know. I, I will. I would put as many of these as I draft. Like if I. There's no upper. There's, there's no upper no limit. limit. No there limit. Absolutely no limit. none. And I can't remember a common ever exceeding my expectations as far as Sarlf's pac It is so good. Of all time. What? What a jerk. What is this card? Unless you're the one playing it, in then which case. You feel a great. Plus, a plus. I put in Horizon Seeker in here. That is two and a green for a three, two boast of one and a green. Search your library for a basic land card and then put it into your hand. Shove your library. I put this card in because it's a two for one yeah. for you. Uh, not for your opponent. You play this card. You have a creature. It's a three, two. You boast it. Uh, hopefully it will get through. You keep your <laughs> card and you get a land. Yeah. I'm a little bit lower on this than you are, I think, just because I'm not, I'm not crazy about the three, two boast creatures for three. Right. Like, I mean, they could they can potentially trade with anything that your opponent has exactly. already played. And so. like, I just feel I, yeah, I guess that's my my only thing is that, like, I feel like they are too often an easy trade for my opponent with a two drop. Even you will be sad. And then you're you just will like, also get your a bummer snow land. That's true. That you, you do need, get your snow land. That you need. Yeah. Hopefully for your troll. Yes. Oh, speaking of huh. ice hide troll. This card's dumb. This card causes so many problems. Once again, I will play as many of these as I get in a draft. L- literally, it is, this card is this card is absurd. Um, I have lost to this card. I have won on the back of this card. For sure. Two and a green for a two three snow creature troll warrior. Uh snow snow, ice hide troll gets plus two plus zero and gains indestructible until end of turn. Tap it. Remember that it taps. It taps. By the way. But do you <laughs> know what? Some text I forgot today. That's fair. It, <laughs> it gets indestructible. Yeah. It's what? A jerk move. Yeah, this card is very, very, very difficult to deal with. Do you want to kill it? Well, you better have a way to exile it. Do you know it. what? If my opponent has played two of these, I'm like, I lost this game. I mean, it's it's so dumb. Like, they can block forever. They can attack forever. It does not matter. Or hopefully you have, what is it called? Way it's down just, minus three minus three. Yes. That's the only other way I've thought of, of getting around this card. Or tapping it with my icy manipulator. Yeah. Anyway. What I, I didn't what, put Mists of Litjara on my list, but I... That is a card is a slight overperformer for me, I think. It's the minus three minus O for an enchantment. Oh, yeah. Um, it has flash. Yep. It's because it does deal with some stuff like this that otherwise that it's it's common and it can deal with other stuff at common. It's not perfect, but like strap in. It's going to get the job done. If you get an ice hide troll across from you, you're just like buckle up, buttercup. This game's going for another two hours. Yes. And it, there's only one way out, and it's through this ice <laughs> troll, and it's just gonna really suck Oof, for you. That card, 
Speaking of snow, this card is also, this yes. card is beautiful. This one's an uncommon in yeah. here, but it's just like, it's just quite good. And really I wanted good. to mention it. Three and a green, a uh, spirit of the Alder Guard. For an 0-4 snow creature bear spirit, when it enters the battlefield, search your library for a snow land, reveal it, put it into your hand, shuffle your library, gets plus one plus 0 for each other snow permanent you control. Like, I, it goes and gets you the land. Yep. It gets usually gets big in a snow deck. He grow himself. Yeah. He grow. He, he grow. fetch. He, he fetch. grow. <laughs> What a good bear. What a good bear. Like, just a just a good card. Just a good friend. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned I wanted to talk about Raven's Wings because I want to give you a PSA that if you're boasting a lot in your deck, you want to play Raven's Wings yeah. because how are you going to get your boast through and have it live to survive and boast again the next day? <laughs> well, it better be not blockable. <laughs> and yeah. that is what Raven's Wings will do, with, do for you. They're cheap enough. They're cheap enough to uh, equip. Plus one, plus all, plus fly, and gets flying. Um, that, yeah, I've I've definitely been Raven's Wings out of a few games. <laughs> and it's just a handy little note if you're boasting that yeah. they will help you boast i wanted to call out my two favorite uncommon sagas so far okay um which is binding the old gods which is just it's so good it's absurd i had two of these in my pre-release sealed deck here like, when we were streaming this could be a rare just because the first chapter is destroy target non-land permanent opponent controls and, like i was playing Get this i'm like oh, do i even want to play this and my chat was like it's chapter one is destroy target permanent and you i was like, like Oh, oh like, uh, two black yes. and green. Yeah. Chapter one, destroy target, non-land permanent. Uh, two, search your library for a forest, put it onto the battlefield, tapped, then shuffle. Three, creatures you control gain death touch until end of turn. Like three is like fine. Sometimes yeah. it's very good, honestly. You can but kill like, sometimes with, it's bad. With Fang, what's his Fang? What's his Fang? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Old Fang Man. Poison Fang Man. Poison Fang Man. Um, but it's... Destroy target non-land permanent. Yeah. It's so good. Great. Uh, I love it. And then this one is a bit of a surprise, maybe. I do um, like this but card. But given how good snow is, mm -hmm. probably not. The three seasons. Uh, green, blue, one, mill three Don't cards. Don't have your press conference there. Continue. What? <laughs> uh, two, return up to two target snow permanent cards from your graveyard to your hand. Three, choose three cards in each graveyard. Their owners shuffle those cards into their libraries. Um, it is... It's, it just says draw two. Like the middle chapter is usually draw two for me. Yeah. Like in for the sure. decks that I play this in. If you've snowed your deck correctly, you draw yes. two and bring back. If they have managed to deal with your ice hide trolls, you just <laughs> they're get back. it back. <laughs> it's absurd. Um, yeah. I really. It's a fan. cool card. Big fan of the card. So we've got some removal spells here to talk about at the end. Um, that have underperformed. Underperformed. I have found that. Okay. I, here's two minds about Raven form. Yeah. Raven form. I've seen a lot of people playing it. And if you're playing against a lot of people who have a lot of bombs in their deck and they're winning with bombs, which are creatures, um, Raven form will deal with that thing for a little yeah. bit, but leaving behind a one, one flyer is not a zero cost. Um, and sometimes that is just good enough that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and especially if you're playing with cards like the Uncommon Saga that trades creatures or whatever, you've got to be careful with a card like that. It might seem better than it is to you, especially like your new player. You're like, oh, well, I'm downgrading their sweet mythic into a 1-1 flyer. But leaving them a 1-1 flyer, beware, is a true yeah. is a true cost to playing that card. Because sometimes a 1-1 flyer just kills you. <laughs> I will say I am on the other side of this. I like Raven form. Um, I think that I guess maybe for the most part, because I don't like I have not died to the bird ever, <laughs> um, which to be fair, it's not like I play a ton of it. I'm not playing yeah. like multiple Raven forms, but I usually will play if I'm in blue, especially if I'm in like a foretell style deck um, where I want to be playing more foretell cards. I will play a Raven form because like you said, there are there are a solid amount of cards that are just so much better than a one one bird that it is to me leaving them the one bone bird is like an acceptable cost to getting rid of the excellent thing. I will sure say in best of three, it's a more useful tool. Yeah. And we have, right, like Ice Eye Troll, which we were just talking about yep. at Common. We'll deal with that. This deals with that. Yeah. And like, I am way less likely to lose to that bird <laughs> than I am to that Ice Eye Troll. <laughs> and I guess because like if you're in blue, right, I don't know. Maybe it's because I draft a lot of Mistwalkers, man. <laughs> Megan's deck is all 23 mist walkers. It's Let's like, go. It's like 23 mist walkers and some raven forms. And you're like, yeah, baby, you can have a one, one bird all day. Oh well, yeah. for <laughs> sure. You are winning that draft. Um, 
Anyways, so like, yeah, two, we're of two minds. The other card is Way Down, which yeah. I, this card is very interesting. It's minus three, minus three for a single black mana, but an additional cost to cast this is you have to exile a creature card from your graveyard. Minus three, minus three is just not enough. Like we said, the magic number is four in this set. So this is yes. not going to kill some things Sometimes that you want to kill. it's enough, but so often it isn't. And it... I want it to be an enchantment that gives it minus three, minus three. Yeah, so do I. A number of times I wish it was an enchantment and a number so of times, times it's been a dead card in my hand because I yes. didn't have any creatures in my yard to be able to cast it. When you can cast it, if you have a deck that's going to have high turnover of of your own creatures or whatever, like your black, white, semi-aggressive, that's the deck where this card, you want this card. Yes. But even so, there's going to be times when you can't cast it and it's going to be completely and utterly useless. Or like you can cast it and it's just not good. Yeah. Like I have been... I do take it. I do play it sometimes, but it is not. Usually I'd be like minus three, minus three for a single black. Sign me up. Yeah, for sure. No. Uh, this next one is uncommon. Turgrid's Shadow. Three black, black, instant. Each player sacrifices two creatures. Foretell for two black, black. You can just see it coming. <laughs> I've been I've been surprised by this card. You get I got, like, I, I don't got know. Killed. I got surprised by it once. Never again. <laughs> Never, never, never again, again, right? Like never again. Ever since then, if your player for if your opponent is in black and they're not playing creatures, you're like, okay, well, I will just leave my, the board the way me. it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, good thing I have that one one flyer left over. <laughs> exactly. That's very true. <laughs> but no, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just think what a what a feast or famine card for sure. Exactly. Like, okay, if you get them, good job. You really got them. But I think that the number of times that you get someone versus the number of times this is just a dead card in your hand because like your stuff is better than theirs or you're about tied and you don't want to spend a card like just wrathing everybody essentially yeah it's just not it this for me. next card is shocking to me bind the monster one single blue mana enchant creature when an etb's enchanted creature deals damage to you equal to its power enchanted creature does not untap during its controller's untap step let me tell you how many times i'm like I can't cast this because I will die yeah. yep. to the to the damage I'm going to be dealt by it. I, I would say one half of the time that I have this in my hand, I cannot cast it. I don't. I, it's not worth the cost to me to tap no. the creature down to take six or whatever. No, I'm shocked that I'm saying this about this card. Same. Shocked. And I will say I do still play I'll, if I'm in blue and I don't have a lot of other removal. I will play one copy because the only, in my mind, the only acceptable time is to slap it on something early, right? If they play a Sorolf's Packmate on three and you can bind oh, it, see. you're mm -hmm. like, okay, that's fine. I, I got what I needed to out of this. It'll bind it from the very beginning. But it is because you draw it later and it is quite bad. I'm sitting here being like feeling very odd telling you that this card is a liability, but... I cannot ignore the evidence of my own eyes and ears yeah. <laughs> playing this card and feeling no, terrible not right. every time I have to cast mm -hmm. it. That's not good. That's not good. Who knew that the opportunity cost of playing this would be so high? I didn't. Yeah. Going into the set, I was like, one blue mana? Put Great. it in every blue Great. deck. But the number, yeah. I had someone like cast like three of these against me and then lose. I'm telling you, 20 life is not as much life sometimes as you think it as is. As you want it to be. Or, yeah, or as you yeah. want it to be. <laughs> so those are some of our first thoughts. Yes, early thoughts on call yeah. time. If you've got any comments you want to make about how call time draft has been for you or tell me, Maria, exactly this is the type of draft you should draft <laughs> to get your seven wins or your three oh, please put it in the comments because I want to yeah. know what you've been having success with, what some of your underperformers, your overperformers have been. Keep in mind, we're not talking about rares and mythics here. We're talking about more bread and butter cards. Even if this card is more of a prince format and less of a popper format, it's still important to talk about these things yeah. because they will be the cards you see most often coming up in your drafts. Yeah. Um, overall, call time. I'm not winning, but I'm having a huge blast playing it. Can't Ooh, stop playing it, in fact. So much fun. Really, really fun. Can't wait to finally crack the code if I ever do. Numbers in front of my face gifts. <laughs> um, because I, I, I just want to be able to be like, have fun and also be victorious. Will it happen yeah. for me? Stay tuned. I believe. <laughs> I believe. Well, that makes one of us. <laughs> Let's talk about Ultra Pro, everybody. Ooh, baby. 
baby. We have got some shiny new banners from Ultra Yes, Pro. we have. Look at this guy. That's so cool. So shiny. Who is this, though? Oh, uh, I think that's Nico. Is this Nico? Yeah, they're standing here and they're holding. Oh, their the spear, shards, of course. And they have the shards. Yeah, we're we're we've got a sweet Ultra Pro banner here, which is just gorgeous. Yeah. And they've they've upped their banner game oh. too. I have to say, um, this is nicer material even than past banners Ooh, yeah. that they've it's had. Like, it's sleek. It's nice. It looks great. Do you need some art for your oh. walls, but you don't want to buy a frame or? like worry about buying a frame guess what or you don't have like Boom. you don't want to hang heavy stuff yeah here you go you can put this up on a Ooh. little like command hook or whatever and uh boom Gorge. decoration i've got a boom call time decoration. one <laughs> hanging over behind my left shoulder over here this one looks super metal and awesome so this is a new perma set decoration because it's so cool yeah but yeah ultra pro sells all these cool new things with call time art mm -hmm. and these banners are some of them and i know i see people posting about them all the time because yes. they just look great they look so good yeah find them anywhere that uh ultra pro products are sold at your friendly local game store cardkingdom.com slash glhf anywhere you find fan magic stuff you'll find ultra pro well everybody that is this episode of good luck high five thank you so much once again for listening to our early thoughts about call time draft which has been a blast yeah let us know you can tweet at us at glhf magic yeah. or leave comments down in the comment section on the youtube channel uh youtube.com slash good luck high five yeah let us know what are you having fun drafting what have you had some really great success with what is underperformed for you maybe uh we want to hear it yeah in our community tab i have a poll going right now for your most underrated card in call oh. time so go vote on that or you can add your own in the comments if not the one that i posted there you think are the best one uh let me know that's in our community section over on youtube and yeah we've got we've got it's just like so far to go i feel like in call time draft yeah so oh. much more to talk about it's it's you know it's a great journey it's and a great journey to be on brand new cards coming into standard now yeah uh, so we'll be talking about new call time standard Ooh, decks coming wow. up there's a spicy one out there which you can play uh eugene on turn two so yeah that one exists currently um but yeah we'll we'll get to that in the coming weeks I'm just like so much exciting stuff coming up uh, with this new set. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, head over to patreon.com slash GLHF. If you want to become, I mean, GLHF magic, if you want to become a member of the show and support us. Yeah. Special thanks to Card Kingdom and Ultra Pro once again mm -hmm. for being awesome supporters of the show. And, you know, we hope you're out there having a great time, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, give yourself a thumbs up, you know. <laughs> <laughs>